Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. And welcome to the season four premiere. I cannot believe that it's actually season four and that we've lasted this long of the Making Laps podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, back for season four is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. And not with us right now. I don't even know if we have his music queued up. No, because he's not here. Oh, yeah. Why See, bother? Longtime listeners will know why we don't have music queued up for our third host our florida connection phil jakes um, but we're not going to do that until maybe later because he might be joining us as he is on assignment in new smyrna beach florida for the uh new smyrna speed weeks asphalt what is it world series of asphalt racing they name it differently than thompson and i, I can never remember which one's which what we've got here is Failure to communicate. We're off to a great start already, I guess. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's going on right now at New Smyrna. We're watching um, it right now on TV. We have it on in the studio on mute. He's working on a super late model. He didn't bring his car. And you know, Earlier we had discussed it. Was that one of the Patrick Thomas cars? It was an old, his it was, effort? It was an old Patrick Thomas car. Uh-oh, they're crashing. Well, one is. <laughs> the other one's still going. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this last night? Hang on a second. There wow. might have been a genuine... Oh, yeah, this is. There might have been a genuine mishap. Look, it says live now, but when you click on it, it's it's a replay. Is there more rain in Florida? Did you, did you see that? You saw that, right? They said live now, and I clicked on it. I'm sorry, everybody. This is not a visual podcast, but... I clicked on it on my TV, and it said Live Now, New Smyrna, Florida, and it just started replaying Night 3 instead of Are you of sure tonight. this is Night 3? It said it right on it. Oh. It said Night 3. Why don't we call it Phil? You want to just redo Phil. this? Phil! <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't redo things. This is how the show goes, and if nobody is familiar with that, well, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here. We usually start every episode off with personal updates, as we are all racers. Uh, obviously, I've already pretty much given Phil's away. He's working down in Florida on uh, Daniel Webster's car, and he's in the super late model race that we're watching right now. I actually am not technically incompetent. I have the race back on. It's actually live this time. I think I've already done that twice this week. Uh, oh, so he can't really yeah. give it. He might give an update later. Like I said, we might give him a call after this race is over and his obligations have, for the most part, completed. Let's see. Why don't we go into our updates since Phil's not here to fill his in and might do it later. I'll give... God, I got a lot of updates. So many updates. If uh, if you haven't listened to... We did a Christmas episode, I believe. I, be, I know that I... Are you sure? Yeah, I think that was the last one we did was <laughs> December 26th. Because yes. I looked it up today. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't know what season we were on. So I had to look it up. So anyway. Um, I had a lot of work that that I've done to this car and I I redid the whole rear clip. I've got videos out all over the place on rebuilding this car over at youtube.com/brentgleason. You can go over there and subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate it. 
I think I put out pretty decent content for a short track racer. And uh, it may not be informative, but at least it's entertaining where it isn't informative, in my mind. He's got new plastic fenders DIY. <laughs> yeah, that's, I kind of gave that away. I was going to surprise people with that. But I said, you know, the way the... And I have a serious beef with the rules in our division. I'm just going to go into it because there is no racing to recap, so we're going to go right through it. In our division at Thompson and Waterford, kind of... Uh, they have a body rule where you can run those sportsman bodies from... Um, A.K.A. late model style. They're basically like a limited late model style body. So you've got cars that are basically buying advantages. You know what I mean? They're more lightweight. They have plastic. They have thin you know, composites. They're light. They are more aerodynamic. They're strong. And they have no weight advantage. And they're expensive. Like, you don't have to put weight on. Yeah, they're expensive. They're over three grand just for the full kit. Um, so you can you can buy a significant advantage, and they don't have a weight penalty. But if you're running something like I am, which is a traditional street stock sportsman, whatever up here, and you've got the 88 Monte Carlo body on it. like And a, not, a, not a Johnson frame, which is lighter, too. Right, and I don't have a full tube car. I have a stock clip car. With a steel body, it's a significant disadvantage. You're driving a brick with steel fenders, doors, and quarters, and maybe you're allowed a thick fiberglass roof. Oh, and the weight's in the wrong places. Right, so it's up high. Yeah. So I said, it's why do place. why do these guys? They wrote the rules, and I'm not sure who did. I don't even know if it was the tech inspector. I don't care who did. It doesn't matter who did. All that matters is that the rules were written so that you can literally pay for an advantage in these cars. Yeah. That's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> it, it's, it's. I mean, maybe if you get up in, you know, the upper echelons of racing where you can afford to pay for engineers and wind tunnel time and stuff, maybe that's a thing. But this is a street stock. How much are new street stocks cost, you think? Full tube frame. Full tube frame. Full, full late mile style body. Oh, my God. 20 plus thousand dollars. How much do you win? 300 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how it is. <sighs> Stafford's like I forget what they are. They're about three hundred. They're almost. I think it's two fifty or three. Well, isn't Thompson a little bit more? Thompson's like three fifty. We used to be five hundred. They bumped it down and gave every starting car more money. Instead of being five hundred to win and like twenty five or thirty bucks to start, now it's three hundred bucks to win, but you get a hundred dollars to start. Wow. Goddamn communism. Yeah, pretty much. Well, where's the clip? Where is it? Uh, we're already starting at this year. That's so early. So, so what they did it's was a redistribution of wealth. It's a, re a forced redistribution of wealth at gunpoint. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's comedy. Yeah, we're slipping into it already. I know. But <sighs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. For context. <laughs> In 1999, Jesse bought Jesse and my dad bought a equivalent to what we have now for fourteen hundred dollars with an engine. And, well, and we had the it was eighty percent finished. It wasn't quite finished, but it had an engine, transmission, rear end, body, frame, cage, everything. It, it just did. wasn't. Well, we did it wasn't. Com deal. It wasn't completely finished. Yeah, we had to button up a few body panels here and there. Put some gauges in. But that was $1,400. Yeah, something like that. I thought it was, yeah. What's the equivalent of that today? What is? 
Yeah, that's a good Can question. we look that up? I can look that up. Well, you, you keep going. Okay, you go ahead. Uh, uh, or you look that up because I'm not fast at that stuff. So, anyway, um, so we got so, like, like I said, where was I? I was talking about bodies, I think. So, what I did was out of protest, I said, well, if they get plastic bodies and aluminum doors, so do I. I'm already at a disadvantage because I have to drive a brick instead of a bullet, you know? Which one's more aerodynamic? These sportsman bodies that are like late models or a brick? <laughs> an 88 Monte, let's be fair. An 88 Monte Carlo is 45 degree angles and 90 degree angles. That's well, how it's designed. Well, let's just say $1,400 in 1999 is about $2,500 today. If it, I thought it was like two thousand dollars, we 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 did. So I thought be, you guys said it was fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah, well, it was, I think it was closer to two grand. But in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand dollars is about thirty five hundred bucks today. Yeah, thirty five. It's and honestly, thirty five hundred bucks for a car like that is still nothing. You That's know what a, I mean? a deal. Yeah. If we paid that much today, that would be nothing. Yeah. So it's like. Well, it wasn't a winning car either. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, it was a, it, it got me on the track. It got me to learn stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I sure think sure it, as hell rode it hard, put away wet. I it <laughs> might it might have been straight when we got it, but it sure as hell wasn't when we were done with it. How many clips we put on that? Put that thing in one year? Several, three, I think. Yeah, it was like three, three clips, three engines, something like that. Yeah, it was just bad times all around. But. Oh. I was uh, a wall baby. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, so basically I did the body out of protest completely. I went and I made a video. So this is no secret. I've already let the dog or cat out of the bag. Is that what it is? Sure. I don't know. I saw I saw a tweet for dog coin and I said dog. So anyway, um <laughs> Dogecoin. Whatever. Yeah. Um, just don't go full boomer and let the dog out. No Ugh. God, no. I'm not God, that, that's I'm cringe. Not at I that hate point. that shit. I'm not. You're the one in the control of the board, so please. No, it won't happen. Okay, good. Uh, our listeners, thank you. But anyway, um, for the third time, I think I said I, <laughs> I did this out of protest. But I went on online. I found you can buy plastic and four by eight sheets, and apparently they're like twenty five bucks a piece. And I'm like, this is cheap. This is super cheap. How much is a sheet of? steel or even aluminum aluminum is like 150 bucks a sheet right well it depends on how big the sheet is but that's true yeah why are you uh, and steel steel sheets are probably twice that twice what the plastic is probably 100 bucks a sheet i don't know how much it is because i tried to go buy steel over at well i'll i'll dime them out mid-city steel and they quoted me a price i was looking for roll cage tubing and they quoted me a price of what was it, two hundred and eighty dollars for a twenty foot stick, and I said, "You're leaving without, <laughs> I'm leaving without paying because you just lost a customer over that. That is just outrageous, you know. Two hundred and eighty dollars for one stick of roll bar, roll bar tubing was outrageous. So, luckily, people hooked me up with that, but um, that was when I was building the car. So the car's got a, I'll say, fresh rear clip." It was only sitting outside rotting for 30 years, so I had to patch rot holes in it. But, you know, those were the only real bad-looking spots. Everything else seemed pretty good. What's that? It's 60 bucks for a, a two-by-four. Two-foot <laughs> by four feet. Two-feet by four feet aluminum panel is 60 bucks from Jags? Yeah. 
All right, what's that in uh, four by eight? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Does it go up exponentially like everything else? <laughs> Probably. But no, two four by I got two four by eight sheets of plastic delivered to my door for fifty dollars, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> they didn't charge me shipping. It was fifty bucks. Have at it. I'm like, holy crap, this is a deal. And then I bought sheets off of you for well undervalued <laughs> street value, I guess. Yeah. And I got a nose from Doug Curry for 50 bucks that had like no holes in it. It was brand new. And I kind of like it because it's uh, the Speedway Motors one that's like 40 bucks cheaper than everyone else. But is that I, the one Ed Gertz uses? No, he uses that weirdo Dirt Dominator. The Dominator one. That thing is weird. I'm sorry. It's, it's just different. Weird. I like it. <laughs> it's weird. It's different. I think it's cool. Yeah, It's not bad. I'm just saying it's different. It's just weird. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's made for dirt. But um, so I got that. I got all this stuff. The the body's on. The clip's on. I'm starting reassembly, and I'm starting to get excited because I don't know how long this car was bent, but by all, again, I'm I'm fallible. I'm not. I am a human being, so I did all I could do to make sure that the car was measured out properly. Like I measured the cross. From left front to right rear, right front to left rear, center to the back legs, the wheelbase. I mean, this thing is within a sixteenth of an inch of all of that. You know what I mean? So, I mean. Now you're back to factory specs. It is actually factory specs. Like, yeah. you measure the X in it, yep. and it's dead on both sides. There you go. If you measure the wheelbase, it is dead on the same both well, sides. Well, that may be better than factory specs. It might be better because is, I think they had a quarter inch tolerance. This is America cars. quality. <laughs> what was the tolerance from the factory for a G Oh, uh, I think it was this eighth or a quarter of an inch. I think I thought it was something absurd, I think like it was a quarter inch or a half quarter. inch. Yeah. yeah, something like that. That's just absurd. <laughs> They're like, "What? The body mount's drilled out wide. Just chuck it on there. It'll go on. Yeah, just give it an alignment. It'll go straight." No, uh, that's. Basically, we got, what, a month and a half? We go pretty much right at the start of April. I think we go April 1st, like immediately into the icebreaker. So, um, yeah, I'm just buttoning her together and crossing fingers. I mean, that's pretty much my updates at this point. Does Jesse have anything? No, I'm I'm still waiting i'm hoping to be fired soon so i can get some time <laughs> off and go racing <laughs> that's it find something else to do but unfortunately they won't let me go <laughs> I, uh you can find a way but you don't want to no nah that would be bad no i'm not gonna give it to them <laughs> they gotta for it. they gotta work to fire me damn it <laughs> that's it yeah anyway we usually have the second segment of the show is the favorite segment by everyone by far. Did you find one? And I've got one for today because we, back for season four, have for you the Darf comment of the week. There it is. Oh, this one's not great. <laughs> okay, you know what? This is, uh, I know we usually start off with some doozies, but let's be fair. The racing season's barely started i mean they're still race they're currently racing at new smyrna as we're recording obviously they're not doing it anywhere else like daytona yet but they will be later this week when this podcast drops so the pickings for darfs have been slim uh however 
if you dig deep enough and you do the things you say you wouldn't do anymore, you can find them because that's exactly where we're at today. All right, so for the Darf comment of the week this week, I got to give it up to poor Bob Pockris. Okay. This is one of the guys who's one of the most respected. Are you sure it's him that did it or? He didn't do it. Okay, there you go. He's Let's just a clear. He yeah. is just a pawn in this whole thing. Well, he's the poor guy that has to put up with it. Sorry, I was checking my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw something weird. Anyway, yeah, he's the poor guy who has to put up with it because he was the one probably asked by his network to do it. But anyway, Bob Pockers, he held interviews with a bunch of noteworthy drivers from NASCAR, like Trucks, Xfinity Cups, or Cup, I should say. And uh, one of those drivers was truck rookie this year, Raja Karuth. Keep in mind, I want you to remember this, okay? Keep in mind, Bob had asked, like, Denny Hamlin about some of his team's growth and some other questions, uh, Ben Rhodes about some of his team's personnel changes, etc., Matt Crafton about being old and still racing trucks. You get the drift. You know what I mean? Um, he also had Bubba Wallace on to ask him about his team, their expectations, what he learned from last season, and his opinion on Raja Karuth and how he can handle racing as a black driver, et cetera, et cetera, as somebody who's already done that. All right, so let me see. I lost my place here. These were all honest questions, right, as I saw it. However... Uh, since social media exists in general, uh, people <laughs> people have made sure to tell Bob that interviewing black drivers was a mistake in one way or another and purely, quote, political and woke, end quote. Wait a minute. Are you paraphrasing or is that a direct I am, quote? I am paraphrasing some of it. I, they, some people did say it was political and woke, but not in exact terms. So it was like a dog whistle. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I saw a bunch of people... Want, Bunch of people were tweeting, "Hey Bob, get woke, go broke," um, and some people saying, "We don't want to see political nonsense in NASCAR and stuff like that." Basically, that was just me paraphrasing all those tweets lumped in together. Okay, um, Bob didn't just ask questions about being black in the sport; uh, he asked genuine, genuine questions about racing and their backgrounds in racing and learning moving forward. But for some reason. The comment section, which I think I'm going to call the internet from now on, it's just a comment section. It's a floating barge of shit that we can call the comment section. It's off the coast. Nobody wants to go there, but they smell it from where they are regardless. Like New Jersey? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Or that floating shit heap off of uh, California. I think that is California. Think but you could talk about be, California. It could be a mirage. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, but for some reason, the comment section still thinks that if questions about race are asked, that they shouldn't be answered. Why not? What harm comes from drawing in new demos? Uh, well, I'm sick of hearing about it. Well, then stop making a fuss about it. J just because you know who they are doesn't mean new people le leading into Daytona, which is when a lot of new fans will come up, don't know who they are and might want to learn more. I mean... How many times have you seen a graphic explaining drafting on the Daytona 500 broadcast? That's not there for you. It's for the new people, and you don't take to Twitter and bitch about that. How many times have have you ever have you heard the reference to Days of Thunder with the sugar packets? Ugh, a lot. <laughs> it's almost cringy at this point. It's that much. Um, 
asking someone about their experiences in a sport where people of their background were really not even welcomed by fans until the recent past doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily make it political. It's more or less a progress report. Bob didn't go out and ask just the two black racers in the top three series questions. He asked a bunch of drivers, but the only outrage I saw was from the post about them, the two black drivers. Uh, the amount of interactions on the posts with Raja and Bubba dwarfed those of anyone else's combined. Like, if you saw the hit numbers and the comment numbers, they were, like, double or triple. So, if you don't want to hear about, quote, race and politics in racing, then stop whining and interacting so much, and it won't drive up the algorithm, or you can just not be a biased shitbag, leave it alone, and move on. (laughs) Like yeah. everybody else in the world. Yeah. And more on that later, by the way. I just give up on humanity at this point. I really do. It's like, just, I just doomed. don't understand. I don't understand what the fervor is over black drivers and asking them what it's like to be a black driver in a sport that literally didn't even throw the checkered flag for the winner when Wendell Scott won his first race. Then again, they did that to try to save themselves, probably because the mob probably would have lynched them. But let's be fair, they probably shouldn't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. So, anyway. So I award my DARF comment of the week to all the people shitting on Bob Pockris and one of the, who is one of the best and most respected and honest reporters in the NASCAR game for being woke and when he was probably asked by Fox to just get these interviews. Yeah, and I he mean, did nothing wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's 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 he's what is uh, Raja driving? He's in a truck. I forget which team though. I think is it the same one he did the starts for last year? I don't think so because Corey LaJoy is doing that too. He's doing uh, driving for Spire. I think Raja drove for Spire. Yeah, but I forgot if he is he in. I've I'd have to go look. Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. You know I don't what? know. I mean. Yeah, the political thing. Okay, Bubba got caught up in that a little bit. GMS. Yeah, but he's in the twenty-four truck. I oh, think. okay, yeah. that's good. That's a good ride. Yeah, but you know, Raja has never done anything wrong, man. He's never he's done. done he's, he's he done actually seems wrong. like a kind of a really nice guy. He I don't seems know. Seems like a quiet kid who's pretty decent behind the wheel. Yeah, so I don't. I don't he was good in. Uh, Maybe it's because we're from the north, and it's just that's ingrained in us that we we just don't give a <laughs> crap about that kind of stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's just weird to me, but yeah. I mean, you know, know. the kid was decent. And I give up on humanity. I mean, I'm it's done. not hard to, <laughs> let's be fair. I'm, done. I'm waiting mean, for the bomb. I'm waiting for a weather balloon to drop some kind of gas on me. <laughs> let's go. weather balloon? Something from China. I don't give a shit it's, where it comes You know from. what's stupid? You know what? The, I got a theory, right? Maybe this is all a... Not a... What, that we live in a simulation? No, 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 that... not that shit. I ain't going down the Joe Rogan path here. I haven't had... <laughs> you don't want to go down that road. No, I haven't, had, uh, road. I haven't had ayahuasca or whatever the fuck this guy's yeah, on. You don't want to go down that road. I've heard that's pretty trippy. But anyway, yeah. um, no, I was saying maybe it's a publicity stunt. Because I saw a Super Bowl commercial where you 2 had some fucking tour that they were promoting, and they had a big weather balloon on the, to- on the tour date announcement thing yeah and by the way all that ufo shit that's going on all of it's fake stop it seriously nothing's going to come of this it's just a giant distraction seriously 
It is. That's all it is. You'll never hear anything about it. Anyway, <laughs> that's my my mini rant for the day. Back to racing. Oh yes, we're doing. We're talking about racing. I was going to talk about the Super Bowl, but this isn't a racing. This is a racing show. It's not a Super Bowl show. I.e., Dave Moody. <laughs> every every friggin' every friggin' show on Sirius XM. Okay, every show. We can't just shit on every, Dave. I guess every show. Even after the Super Bowl was over, still was talking about their Super Bowl, ex- their experiences. Oh yeah, sure. We, I don't, I don't mind a little cross promotion in, in in network. I, I think NASCAR should cross promote on NFL network channels and stuff. So yeah, but a lot of their promotion is done by their network instead of themselves. I don't know what their contracts like. I don't know if they would do it on different yeah. networks. They should, but. They should, but they shouldn't. But, but even even with that all said and done, everybody's everybody instead of talking about racing, every broadcaster's talking about the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna yeah. What we're gonna do is we're gonna put the TV on the lawn, and then we're gonna drop the tailgate, and then we're gonna yeah, uh, and then we're gonna You're gonna go watch it outside, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna cook burgers and throw batteries at the neighbors, and we'll just be like at the game. And I'm gonna vomit on a small child on that, purpose. That, on purpose that walks by if they have a different team jersey on. Yeah, those are Philly fans, right? Right, there, that's so. what they do. Yeah, they throw batteries and vomit on children. But yeah, <laughs> it's like you talk about racing. I don't want to talk about snuggle ball. <laughs> I know Meg likes to like she. I when I heard her call it hug ball, I thought it was brilliant. It was brilliant, but it's not demeaning enough to what it really is. <laughs> it's a guys in tights hugging each other. Guys in tights with their hands up a fat guy's butt, grabbing a little egg, hmm. and it and and they're just trying to like run away from their feelings or pass their feelings <laughs> off to one another. The ball is feelings, uh, and then or throws feelings at somebody, and then. The defense is just therapy, and they're just there to give them snuggles. Hard and if snuggles. they fumble the ball, that's regression. Are you saying they're all from they're relapsing? Are they all from abused childhoods, which is why the snuggles are extra hard? Yes. Okay. Snuggle hard. <laughs> he snuggled him hard at the thirty-five yard line. Oh God! And hate snuggle ball. The only the only reason I was even remotely interested in the game yesterday, which was let's be fair, <sighs> suspiciously suspenseful that's really hard to say at the end oh it's a coming down to a last second field goal when the team could have scored three goddamn times but no i actually got like the app for DraftKings or whatever no free ads but that's just what i got and i've never used it i'm like ah i ain't got no i got no reason i'm not a degenerate you know what i mean so i don't gamble on sports but then they sent me an email they're like here's five bucks go do what you want and i'm like well, shit, if I don't have any actual skin in the game, I'm going to have fun. So I put down a bet, right, like a parlay bet. for It was like plus 3,500. Like this was just a huge odds bet, right? The total score had to be over 51 and a half. I'm like, yeah, they're going to do that easy. Jalen Hurts had to score two touchdowns, and Travis Kelsey had to score two touchdowns, and I would turn five bucks that wasn't mine – into $175, and I was going to buy, like, beers and pizzas for tonight. And wouldn't you know it, the total score was over 51.5. Jalen Hurts scored three touchdowns rushing. He set a record. Travis Kelsey scored 
one touchdown instead of two when they had three fucking chances at the end to score and the guy takes a knee just to run the clock down and kick a field goal. They couldn't give me that second goddamn touchdown for Kelsey, their best fucking receiver on the team, their most clutch guy. Well, he might not be the best, but he is the most clutch guy and the biggest target for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Bless you. And I could have... <laughs> thank you. And I could have won 175 bucks without using my own money, and I didn't get it. God damn them. <laughs> I miss Tom Brady. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's all the Super Bowl talk I'm going to have. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to turn William into- Byron is so white, he looks albino and almost invisible. I guess William Byron won the super late model race that just happened. Yeah. So we don't have to go through that race. Uh, I guess uh, Phil texted me during the race, actually, now that we're back to racing talk. And he said that Stuart Friesen is a hack. Now I get why he hasn't won more truck races, because I guess he dumped somebody or something. (laughs) (laughs) So... I mean, William Byron races for Hendrick, and he just wa- he wiped the field with him. So, whatever. I don't know. Hey, guess what? We were a racing podcast that talked about football, which was everything I just complained about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did it because I wanted to talk degeneracy. So they weren't talking about their experience. I was, I was, I was complaining. Just, it didn't count. <laughs> I was pissed at Andy Reid for not goddamn throwing the ball to Kelsey last minute, taking the touchdown instead of taking a field goal. What's better than three points? Seven. Don't kick. Fucking run it in. Give the big white guy the ball. I needed that 175 bucks, you bastard. Anyway, uh, since we're not talking about racing news and talking ridiculous shit, did you hear the Wienermobile got its catalytic converter stolen in Las Vegas? <laughs> what kind of wiener? The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh, thank God. <laughs> not that. Not, no, I know they have legalized prostitution in Las Vegas, but I don't think well, it's I mean, that I was kind thinking of it was some kind of... Some kind of degenerate, veiny like magic Mike mobile. Shit? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's called the cock mobile, not the <laughs> wiener mobile. <laughs> yeah, it's got a helicoptering dick on the back. To... <laughs> this season's gonna be great. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I want your opinion on this. Why don't we move it on? I am trying to streamline the show, people, because I know you're all saying, except for the truckers, that two and a half hour shows about local racing is way too long. So I'm like, okay, now we're just going to be two hours instead. <laughs> Maybe not today because, you know, there's no racing going on. But yep, We've heard you, and we're trying. We're trying, but we're not working <laughs> on it. Does that, does that count? <laughs> so if looking forward into the future, you know how we used to do race recaps and, like, run down the races as they happened? Like, oh, I'd go watch Stafford and run down all the races. That's probably not going to happen. We're probably just going to take and put talking points in and then roundtable the whole thing. We're just going to assume everyone watched it. Yeah, pretty much, because we're not really giving you that much news, and it's kind of boring. And it's, yeah, if you want the news, you can just go on Facebook or whatever. You'll find it. You'll find it. The tracks post their their results and stuff. Yeah. If you had a Flow account, you might be able to watch it. Why wouldn't you? Anyway, uh, I want your opinion on this. My opinion? Yes, yours. Three historic dirt racing tracks, Fonda, Utica, Rome, and Georgetown in Delaware, join the NASCAR home track circuit. 
Yes, NASCAR has dirt tracks on its local track sanctioning. So well, have, they've had that for a long time. Yes, they have. But have you ever heard of other NASCAR dirt tracks? Yes. Which ones? Nebraska. <laughs> is Kansas. Is Bear Ridge one or whatever that one is in Vermont? No. No? No, they've had NASCAR did have a few select dirt tracks. Hmm. Uh, but they're definitely on the Midwest. I've I've heard of that before for I a long have, time. But I couldn't name a track. I can't name a track out there because it's too far removed for me. I mean, Fonda and what kind of whatever what are the ones you mentioned are just close enough within the reach because it's a it's a region thing. Fonda, Utica, Roman, Georgia. Yeah, Fonda, yeah, those are yeah. Well, it's because all the asphalt tracks ran away. <laughs> So I don't know if it works for those racetracks, you know, more power to them. I hope it works out for them. I really do. I would, I'd be wary about being a NASCAR dirt track, though, because you can't really take advantage of all the NASCAR benefits because you don't get a regional touring series in NASCAR on dirt. You're not going to get the K&N series unless you're like the Springfield Mile. You're not going to get the modifieds. You who, know? who says we aren't? Who says they aren't? They're not putting NASCAR whale and mods on dirt. Well, not NASCAR whale and mods, but I mean... <laughs> I mean, maybe there'd be like a regional touring series show. Maybe it opens it up for that kind of thing to potentially happen in the future. I'm not sure. I'm not in the boardroom, not in the pitch. So I'm not sure where it leads them. Maybe it gives them that kind of opportunity for that kind of thing. And I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, what were they? Were they IMCA tracks before? Were they dirt car tracks? I thought, they were, I thought Utica, Rome, and uh, Fonda were dirt car, but don't quote me on that because I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's good to ba- go back and forth, but I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, it worked like for said, a speedball for a time. They were they were there once, and then they weren't, and then they were back on, and then they were like, off. Do they have Nash, okay. Do they have dirt track rules for NASCAR? Like, I don't even know how that works on dirt. Somebody's gonna have to tell me because I'm too lazy to look it up because well, I don't care. Well, we probably um, <laughs> probably should have probably should have. Uh, yeah, I know. that before we did. I know, but I'm just saying I'm not really that interested either, but it would be interesting to find out. Um, anyway, speaking of NASCAR, well, it's not NASCAR home track no more. It used to be. Uh, Stafford Motor Speedway. They have more improvements going on. If you live under a rock, you don't know. We should have had this entire segment be the news from last week that we missed. But, uh Yeah because this has been out for a few weeks, and we just finally are now getting back to recording. Mm-hmm. But Stafford, remember uh, last year, two years ago, announced that they were doing the big screen, you know, in the infield. So they did that, and they did a new speaker system. They did some, you know, fan experience stuff. This year, they announced that they are putting in safer barriers in all the turns. Concrete down the straightaways... Going into the turns, completely safer barriered off. They said they plan on having one and two finished no problem before the start of the season. They do not know if they will have three and four finished, though. And if they don't get to that, they'll finish it in the off season afterwards. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. So don't complain about that. All right? I'm asking you all out there, don't complain, please. They're doing their best. And if you want it done faster, then volunteer. Go work. Uh, so that's interesting. I don't know of any other actual like short track in the country that runs like a weekly show that has safer barriers. Do you? No. Me neither. I have no I, I doubt it. You know what I mean? 
A lot of places are still using freaking Armco. Well, sorry, Stafford. I know you're still doing it, but uh, um, I mean, Waterford got rid of the railroad ties and Armco for concrete. Uh, I know of a bunch of people who'd like safer barriers there, but that ain't happening. Uh, what's up? Dirt tracks. Las Vegas Motor Speedway has a dirt track. Has a dirt track. Yeah, but is it NASCAR sanctioned? Don't know. I don't mm. think so. The Las Vegas Motor Speedway dirt track, I do not believe is NASCAR sanctioned because I don't believe it's a weekly track. I like how the first question is, can I get married at a Las Vegas Motor Speedway event? That's definitely Vegas for you. Can I get married? Yes, this prostitute totally is interested in you for your personality and charm. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's IMCA. M- oh, okay. Oh, there's IMCA ISMA for the wor- uh, uh, road course. Oh, they have ISMA stock car? Oh, that's just the new cup car. <laughs> no? Sorry. Boo. <laughs> that's a boo. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Yeah, that's cool, though. I, I'm excited to see that. Um, maybe in the future, I'm not even going to, I don't even want to say it out loud, but maybe there's a possibility, maybe sometime down the line, that maybe I might attempt a full season at Stafford in the next few years. That's a maybe, though. I don't really know what's going to happen in the next few months, much less the next few years, so... Maybe it'll happen, maybe not, but it would be great content for my YouTube channel, which I've already plugged, but whatever. Uh, you want to move on from that? They also did uh Sure. They also did grandstands. They put new grandstands in the pits, I think. And I think they did more uh leveling off and, and other grandstands or something for the fans down the side. I'd have to look at it again, but I know they did some more improvements on that side. So they are reinvesting in the track a lot. Talk about the Oh yeah, they got baseball cards. Oh, yes. They have trading cards uh, for the drivers. I think ten top ten in points in each division, at least. That's what it looks like, and a few special ones, like they have like rare cards. You know what I mean? Like they they did a they did a, a limited run, and they had rare ones put in there, like a specific like foil pack ones. And I want champions. a Todd. I want a Todd Owen Rainbow Free Max. <laughs> <laughs> that's good if anybody get doesn't get that it's a pokemon card yeah. reference and my kid is totally interested let's in have that. a tommy fern reverse hollow <laughs> <laughs> secret rare <laughs> that's good it's all rubbing off on me it's like i said it's you know <laughs> it's kid stuff if when you're a parent you're gonna understand anyway um we should have videos of us opening up card packs. Oh, God. We'd have, we'd have millions of subscribers. There'd be millions of kids taking their parents' account and subscribing to us. <laughs> no, I meant opening up Stafford card packs. Uh, but I'm interested. You know what? This is. That's really kind of cool. No, but I, I got to give. One. I have to give them a ton of credit for this because this is way better than the NFT idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Are you but kidding it, me? I would love to just go out on a track, you know, just to put a car out there just so I can have my own baseball card. But <laughs> you got to finish cool. top 10 in points, I think, because I oh. think that's how it worked out. Oh. I don't think they just randomly picked people. I think you had to be top oh, 10. Well, in what about my, my prospect card or something or rookie card? Like I said, they had special event cards. Like they had Mike. Christopher Jr. winning the TC13 and um, Woody winning three open races. Like they they have special cards, you know, 
and they're like foil, and they only had a limited run of those, but then they had packs of everything else. So that's pretty cool. You can get the kids interested in racing with trading cards, and trading cards are getting hot again depending on what they are. Like I said, Pokemon cards are freaking through the roof right now. They're nuts. So <laughs> tell me about it. My yeah, Uncle Jesse over here bought way too many lately. So uh, <laughs> it's just crazy these things. Oh, I saw our buddy G Rod, Justin Gerard. Yeah, saw him today, and he had this card that somebody traded him just recently. It was like two thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, from something from like two thousand one. Hey, you can invest in this instead of you know Bitcoin. <laughs> like he sells that. That's like a year's worth of rent you now. Right? God. Oh, well, around here it's not. It's Connecticut after all, right? Well, yeah, I don't know what his deal is for <laughs> rent or whatever. But Oh, yeah. for him. I get you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of whatever. My bad. I was thinking of something else. Anyway, all right, let's move it on. Uh, it's cool that Stafford's doing that because, man, um, it's just a much better idea. I I like having things I can trade with people or hold in my hand instead of I have this picture on my phone that I paid $100 for. <laughs> That's literally it. NFTs are a gigantic scam. They just are. Um, I'm glad they got away from that because trading cards is way cooler. I mean, come on. What kid didn't want to be on a freaking baseball card or, you know, a, a basketball card? I looked through your box the other day, and you had racing cards in there from Max with two Xs. Yeah. It was cool as hell. All right. So, I'm, you know, I might have to partake in that. I might have to get myself some cards. Anyway, um... News that passed in the last week that we missed because we weren't on air. Uh, Farton Truex won the Clash at the Coliseum. <laughs> it never gets old. I am never going to call him Martin. I have to call him Farton because, number one, I don't like him. And uh, number two, it rhymes with fart. So Martin, Farton, why not? All right. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Ryan Priest was the show. <sighs> he came from, like, what, 16th, 18th? Yeah, bad qualifying run, but yeah. he, he was good in practice. Martin Truex is really good in practice oh, too. Oh, Truex was just and fast. qualifying. He was just fast. and the race. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, but. yeah. He said something about because they run du- dual fuel pump setup. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, and I guess it broke. One of them broke. I think Ryan actually led the most laps. I believe he did. Yeah. And he came from the back. He made his way all the way forward. Then what? With a handful of laps to go, it started spitting and sputtering on him and he had to switch fuel pumps yeah and by the time he did he'd lost so many spots he lost like five or six spots and he was stuck on the outside so he just kept losing spots i think he went all the way back to 10th and then made his way back up to eighth so he he got it sorted back out but the damage was already done but just a strong showing by ryan first ride out in the new car or in the new ride for Stuart haas yeah i mean it was telling you know it was very telling that the talent was really persistent there. So kudos to those guys. That was a great job. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Ryan. Yeah, they made, yeah, they made a, a good showing in a race that was otherwise known as being kind of a shit show. Oh, it was so fucking awful. Um, I think Ryan and Martin Truex had, they were the class of the field. They had, yeah, they had the cleanest cars of them all. Yep. Everybody else was like a violent felon. (laughs) They should have been put in jail for something. Dabbing their way out <laughs> everybody, of the out Everybody of the else yeah. was awful. Everybody else was horrible. Just awful. Uh, actually, Ryan finished seventh. It wasn't eighth. But, yeah, it was your typical paperclip slam fest that was more action than genuine racing. Um, 
Better ratings, though, I believe the rumor was that it had better ratings on TV than the championship race did last year. Oh, okay. Which I can Maybe believe. LA is their biggest market, don't know. Well, they should have sold that race out, to be quite honest with you. I, you know, I'm sick of arguing with people about that because it's like, look, how many people are in the uh, Los Angeles metropolitan area? It's like 18 or 20 million people, right? Something like that. All right, based on percentage, how many of them could possibly be race fans? Don't know. It's got to be more than 100,000, right? Even if that's 1%? Yeah. Or half a percent? I'm not good at math. Sure. That stadium holds 70. They had like 45 to 50. Yeah. It was not sold out. No. It was a good it was a good crowd, but good there crowd. Were, when you space them out, it looks fuller than it is. Yeah. So I would say about 40 to 50,000 out of 70. So that's about two-third full. You know what I mean? But based on percentage, you should be able to fill that. In the 1990s, 80, late 80s, early 90s, even the late 90s, does that race sell out Yeah. within how many days? <laughs> a lot. Uh, immediately, basically. Yeah, like not, not a lot, but I mean very quickly. Yes, very quickly. Maybe they're saving their money for Auto Club. That's not a NASCAR track. That's a Penske track, I think. Or do they have to? No, I meant the fans. Instead of going to the Coliseum, wanted to go to. Fontana. It's probably a lot easier because what Fontana is up near Bakersfield, right? Well, yeah, and NASCAR is not a city sport. Uh-uh. It is a suburban sport, and well, people, um, it's easier. It's just easier to get in and out of. I don't know. I'd, I'd hate to drive to L.A. to go to watch a freaking race. Well, I got news. Ugh. So, um, <laughs> God, that's awful. Adam's- that sounds horrible. P.S. What's today? February 13th. All right, 10.09 a.m. Adam Stern tweeted, NASCAR is in active talks to bring a race to the New York City area per COO Steve O'Donnell, and they're also looking at possible cup races in Denver, Seattle, Mexico, Canada, and an international series in the Middle East. What? That can't be true. (laughs) I don't know. They don't. They're not all wearing. What is that? The, the, where's the one that? Or what run on the Formula One track over there? In Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi. It, well, that would make sense. But I mean, I don't know. Usually, the racing they do is in like hopped up Daihatsu pickups, and they're all drifting at ninety miles an hour down a straight line, wearing no helmets. It's pretty rad, though. Let's be honest. I wonder if I can even get into this article, or if it's a paywall. You have one access article remaining all month. Oh, perfect. Uh, He did not disclose any specific groups or possible venues. MetLife Stadium would seem like a potential for a street race. Ugh, okay. Uh, (laughs) What if they put one in the Yankee Stadium? I think it's too tight down in that area of town, right? If you're on the island, there's like no land. Where do people park? Where do the race teams park? They don't. That's my question. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to park in Chicago. NASCAR. I don't know. See. It makes sense in Detroit. There's a lot of empty land up there. Yeah. But I mean, not not New York or Chicago. <laughs> There's a lot of abandoned We're... land in Detroit, you mean. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh let's see. Uh diver- let's see. Is launching its fourth international series this year in Brazil with eyes more in the Middle East. I'm looking for more on the Middle East thing, but it's like I can't find any. Well sort they're of thing in talks, on. they're not confirmed. I mean they've been looking at Canada for a long time. What the really? Fontana is derisively referred to by some in the sport as Fontucky due to its hour long drive from the heart of Los Angeles. 
That's the point. You don't want to be in Los Angeles traffic, you boobs. Ugh, idiots. I would rather be in Fontucky than freaking L.A. Anyway, um, <clears throat> official commitment on the project was a sign that it wasn't 100% committed to moving forward. Oh, they're they're even questioning their uh, commitment to, like, the L.A. market right now, apparently. Um they well, said, they have another year on their lease. They're they're having another year where they're going to go to the Coliseum. I thought they signed up for three years. They probably are. But he says, Steve O'Donnell was asked uh, if NASCAR's lack of an official commitment on the project was a sign that it wasn't 100% committed to moving forward with the plan at uh, Fontana. And O'Donnell said, it's fair to say that we're evaluating the market as a whole and what's the best place for us to race within the totality of 2024 and beyond. Okay, business speak, whatever you say. Uh, they're talking, let's see, uh, they said Dodge was come, looking to come back, talks faltered. Uh, let's see. They said effort, oh, they do not do that. F1 has certainly made a nice effort in the U.S., but one thing we continue to look at is our portfolio where 80% of the motorsports minutes watched in this country are NASCAR owned. It should be a lot more than that, buddy. <laughs> it used to be a hell of a lot more than that. <sighs> anyway, why don't I get away from that? Because we have, they talked about going to Mexico. And I don't know if Kyle Bush will be allowed to go to Mexico, <laughs> especially after his January saga. Um, Does he still have warrants? No, I think they cleared that up, but I don't know if he really wants to go back because he released on... Do you want me to find his uh, release, what he said? Sure. I, I got it right here. Now, Kyle Busch put out this right after, like right after the clash at the Coliseum. He put this out. He said, in, and this is his quote from the press release, Excuse me. In late January, Samantha and I, his wife, obviously, enjoyed a several-day vacation in Mexico. When departing the country, my handgun was flagged during routine screening at the airport. How did he get it there with the TSA, is how I got to ask. And I'll tell you why. Probably because in America, if you fly private, they don't check you. In Mexico, they probably check you, <laughs> which is why he got the gun through in the first place. You know what? That's different. It's Why do you fly pub private there and then public back? He might have flown public back. You know what I mean? But they probably didn't know that in Mexico they screen you. Or maybe they forgot. Because <laughs> he's so used to flying commercial, or he's so used to flying domestically. Yeah. But technically, that's international. You can, there are complicated ways as you can fly with a handgun in your bag. You, have, you to have, have to have a lot of licensing for it. You have to have a lot of licensing, and you have to fill out a whole bunch of paperwork, and it's got to be secured and not a carry-on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's a checked bag. Yep. Uh, let's see. He said he has a valid concealed carry permit from my lo from his local authority and adhere to all gun handgun laws, quote, but I made a mistake by forgetting it was in my bag. Like I said, he probably has it on him for domestic flights, leaves it in there. It's just a normal thing. Probably was like, uh oh. Like when we went to the Bruins game at the what was it? That uh the winter classic and I had a knife on me. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. I forgot this was on me. 
and we were going through metal detectors and I'm like, damn it, I like this knife. I don't want to lose it. So I tucked it in my shoe and like just kept bumping into the machine and when he wanded me, he missed it and I got in <laughs> with a pocket knife. So it's not like I used it. I just didn't want to lose it. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, um, I had no ill intentions. It's just you never know when you need a pocket knife. You, there could be cake, or there could be somebody to kill. You never know. <laughs> the Fenway Franks could get burned. You may have to cut it up in little pieces. Exactly. So anyway, um, discovery of the handgun led to my detainment while the situation was resolved, Bush said. I was not aware of Mexican law and had no intention of bringing a handgun into Mexico. Yeah, the cartel would probably take it. Well, the cops are all corrupt because the cartel pays them off anyway. That's why they still exist. When it was discovered, I fully cooperated with the authorities, accepted the penalties, and returned to North Carolina. I apologize for my mistake and appreciate the respect shown by all parties as we resolved the matter. My family and I consider this issue closed. Uh, let's see. Reports from Mexico, including a press release from uh, local authorities, say Kyle Bush was sentenced to more than three years in jail and fined for bringing <laughs> a gun prison <laughs> for and fined for bringing a gun into the country last month. You come back and he's got tattoos on his eyelids and stuff and some MS thirteen tags. He's got a couple tears down his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> he got a few of them. <laughs> he had to stay hard, bro. I'm serious. It's, it's uh, kill or be killed, man. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Bob, Mexican prison. Bob Pockers also tweeted. He said he doesn't know. Uh, many have wondered if Kyle Bush would serve jail time for gun being in bag uh, while in Mexico. The penal code there does allow for the commuti- uh, commutation of a sentence in this case. Obviously, Bush was allowed to leave, so it makes sense if this occurred. Uh, by commutation, I'm assuming... This is not Pockers. This is me saying this. By commutation, they probably said, here, pay us off and we'll let you go. Because <laughs> it is Mexico. He's like, oh, thank God I got money. Thank <laughs> God I'm rich. Uh, there's a bunch of legal speak here, and that's really boring. Uh, yeah, that's too much for me. This is not a crime podcast, even though we should start one. And we have a good idea for one. Patent pending, patent pending. TM. Uh <laughs> By the way, this reminds me of. Sorry, I can't wait. When I get fired, that's what I'm going to start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's when we're gonna. That's when we're gonna happen. Oh my god, the heat's on in here. I'm freaking dying. There we go. Shut the vent off. All right. It's February. Consider yourself lucky. I know. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm freezing. Or I'm not. I'm glad I'm not freezing. Even though I did have to spend nine hundred dollars on heating oil. Anyway, I shouldn't have to do that. All right, uh, but but anyway, this reminds me of the whole time there was a racer who had a handgun incident recently, uh, within the last few years. Do you remember B.J. Baldwin? Name's familiar. Off-road racer. He did uh, Jim Connell-like videos for Monster Energy and oh, okay. stuff. He, where he tears ass in a trophy truck through cities and does jumps and shit. They're wild. Well, okay. What Bal- he, what happened to him? Ballistic B.J. Baldwin. All right, this guy is ballistic, a- like a like a rifle round <laughs> it, well it was a very ironic nickname after his incident he was he lives around the las vegas area right las vegas comes back to strike again ah. um he and his wife i believe it was his wife if not it was his significant other but uh was his partner no i don't say that <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, no 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 we do not no 
Uh, anyway, but they were. It was late at night. They were leaving an event, and he's a big concealed carry advocate. Goes to the range often. Keeps his licenses up. You know, he trains in, in safety and all this stuff. Two guys come out of the darkness with guns and hold up he and his girlfriend or wife. I forget which one it was. So I could just imagine be like, finally, <laughs> this is what I've always dreamed of. <laughs> He's like, it's all making sense now. Yeah, this is, um, this is as Baldwin was very proficient with firearms. This is this is a true story. Mm. He pulled his gun and killed both of them. There you go. <laughs> He was not found guilty of any crimes. I believe there was security camera footage, and he put them both down. I think he killed one. He might have killed them both, though. But I haven't seen a lot from BJ after that. He's been laying very low after that. Um, I have seen tweets from him, but I haven't seen any videos. I've seen no... Because he was getting hot there on the internet for a little bit with the Hoonigan guys and and Ken Block and uh, Monster Energy and all that. Yeah, R.I.P. Ken Block. Um but yeah, he was getting in big with that, and then that happened, and then poof, like he disappeared. I haven't seen a lot from BJ Baldwin lately. So, but he is alive. So I got to give it to him on that. All right, I need another beverage. Hmm. Because I have to go into. <sighs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to. But I feel like it's my duty. Well, you know, it's not really my duty. I just really want to. How's that? You don't want to, but you want to. You sound conflicted. I'm conflicted. Because, you know what? I know I shouldn't get involved in this kind of stuff, but when the racing community starts to destroy itself from within, I want to step in. I don't feel like it's my duty, but I want to. Okay? Okay. Uh, last week... Race Day CT wrote a piece about local spotter Wayne Muffy Wildemuth. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And I just shook my head when I looked at it. Uh, Because it was... Let me see. I'll go into it here. I know that Sean and Wayne definitely don't get along. And um, most most people already know that. You know? They already know that they don't get... Oh, she brought... My wife was kind enough to bring me a beer. Whose birthday is this? It's not a twist off. (laughs) Can I use a screwdriver while on air to open a beer? Hey, I can. Tell me you're a degenerate without telling me you're a degenerate. A Phillips screwdriver and a knuckle can get a beer open. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right. I know that Sean and Wayne, or Muffy as we can call them from now on. Thank you. Uh, don't get along. Most people know that they don't get along, right? You know this? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know this. I, I don't. Now I know. Well, they don't. Uh, I, like I said, we'll refer to Wayne as Muffy so everyone knows who we're talking about. But he shared a mildly inappropriate meme on Facebook purely in jest a few weeks ago. Now, keep in mind that tons of other people involved in racing locally also shared this meme. And What was it? I forgot. It was something about Bubba Wallace. It was some like NASCAR meme. I, honestly, it wasn't important enough for me to really remember. This was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I've seen that 30 times, and I just kept scrolling. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I can recall seeing it because I, it was like right after or right before he wrote the article. So 
again, lots of other people shared it. It wasn't just him. However, Kershane wrote an article on this perceived indiscretion by Muffy and how NASCAR was dealing with it, even though he's, I don't think he's even a member of NASCAR. I don't think he even holds a license. He might have to for being a spotter if he does the tour. I'm not I'm not sure, but I think that's the process. But I didn't think he had one at the time because I don't know if he'd renewed yet. Um, I'm just going to say it because, honestly, I don't care anymore. This was, and I'm going to quote this as allegedly, a premeditated hit piece. Uh, I think Sean was the one who notified NASCAR about it. They said they'd look into it. And then he wrote the article to drag Muffy because they seemingly have beef and he wanted the clicks on his website. And I'm thinking that we all pretty much know that, especially me and the circle of people around me know that. Um, then the comment section devolved into discussions on free speech. And this is where Jesse comes in. And Sean took the prototypically liberal stance of free speech means freedom from retribution from the government, not from private entities, blah, blah, blah. You know, the the whole argument of uh, freedom from <laughs> freedom from oh my God, liberal you've... liberal consequence or no uh, government consequence or something like that. But not freedom from freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequences is, is that's that's their stance. No, you're supposed to have freedom of consequences. That's the whole point. The whole no. point is freedom of consequences, not just government consequences. No. They misconstrue the wording of it because they want that to be their right. identity. Yeah, because somebody says something doesn't mean that you should be uh, have your job, your livelihood taken away from you and have all your resources taken away from you from from large entities. Freedom of speech does protect uh, protect you from everything, especially private companies. It's supposed to because if the government can't punish you but private citizens and companies can destroy your life, livelihood and in this pursuit of delusion of being the moral police, uh, then what the fuck was the point of it? Um, yeah. <laughs> first of all, he says, what uh, was the point? Uh, first amendment does. Well, number one, it, the people that kind of say that, that, uh, Oh, the, they use the private company excuse. Yeah. Are the ones that are going to tell the, the man to bathe the gay man's cake, the baker. Yeah, that poor the guy. The Christian bakers have to make. He just make politely the, says no, and he keeps getting shit for it. But he's not a private company. He's he's you know no. He's no, apparently he's not a private company. And he can't have his own free speech. So ideas. there you go. That's not yeah. very self aware. Number two, NASCAR is a corporation. NASCAR is a corporation, and which is protected by the government. Okay, which means that, well, for many various things, if NASCAR was to go belly up the customers the participants the investors are going to be the ones that are left holding the bag and the ones that are in corporation get a protection from it is that like the nfl the nba the nhl similar like that? to that similar to that in google and ibm and and facebook and and google and did i say google uh google uh you could, and you, Google, like, you could say Google like five times because they own like everything. So, <laughs> you know, uh, name of Pepsi, Coca Cola, every every single company large is a corporation, and they are protected with the go- banks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're all gonna have they're all gonna side with whatever government regime is in there because they are protected by the government. Correct. So. Therefore, it's not a private company. And if you are protected by the government and free speech within the Constitution is supposed to protect you 
from uh, any kind of redress of grievances or anything from the government. So what that means is that you're supposed if you if a corporation is protected by the government the citizens have to be protected by the government because the government is the citizens it's supposed to be yeah okay i mean i've been sick also when go you ahead, go ahead, go ahead. i'm sorry also whenever you start picking and choosing which which parts of the constitution uh private companies are allowed to follow when does coca-cola get to have slaves because I'm pretty sure that's outlawed by the Constitution. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's outlawed. So when do they get to have slavery? Oh, they can't because it's against the law and they're supposed to be protected. Yeah, we can't just say that one thing is okay for large corporations or private entities to do, but all the rest of them isn't. That doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, so freedom of speech. You can have, whether you choose to like it or not, that's fine. You can choose, like, ostracization or... You could ignore them. Ignoring them, not having anything to do with them. Hey, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Disassociate. Yeah, disassociation. I've just been sick, of, and I'm sure everybody. But else you're not has. supposed to. You should not be punished. You should not have any resources taken away by people who have the monopoly of violence, which right. is government and government protected entities. Yes, uh, governments like, have monopoly on violence. Like I said, I've been, and so I'm sure no. I'm sure everybody else as well has been sick of the liberal ideation that they are the people who control morality. They are the ones who destroy people's lives and livelihoods, and it's all for control. If they control what people say, they control what people think. They do so by force because it's the only way to fully control people. Well, that's when you run out of arguments. Correct. Um, You don't say what they think you should be allowed to say. You lose everything, and they don't stop until you do so. It is a very destructive and dangerous game, and all I have to say is they better be careful because this ends poorly every time if you're a... Uh, if you're at least even the remotely knowledgeable in history. Um, oh, yeah, and, and reporters are, 96% of them are 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 uh, left on the part of the regressive left because you have to be or else you don't have a career. Yeah, most, most 96 people, according to an Indiana State University, which is government school. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, research. Correct, and that's not, and that's backed up by other uh, research as well through other universities too. Um, government funded, government funded ones, yes. Um, to me personally, um, and I hate to say this out loud, but if somebody goes and tries to cancel me, I'm probably going to cancel them physically. Um, be- <laughs> well, here's the thing: how do you stop people from acting this way? Create consequences. If you destroy my entire life, my livelihood my ability to feed my family, and my home, if you take all of that away from me because I said something that you didn't like, I'm going to make sure that you don't do it to anybody else. And it's the only retribution that can ever stop this idiocy. Sorry. (laughs) It just is, allegedly. (laughs) Everybody got to die sometime, (laughs) Red. No, because I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. If If I call a guy... Or if I call somebody a dude and he calls himself a woman, I get in trouble for that. Wrong. I shouldn't be in trouble for that because, oops, sorry, you know what I mean? That's not against the law. 
<laughs> but in their eyes, they can take my job away and do whatever the hell they want. You know what I mean? Oh, I said a word I probably shouldn't have said in your company. That means I get to lose my job livelihood and be homeless. And that means they put that. They're doing it because they want to put you on state, you know, <laughs> state funding. They want you on welfare. They want you as part of the system. They want you in jail. That's just my conspiracy theory. It's not really true, I don't think. They're just idiots. It's part, yeah, they want you on the jail plantation. <laughs> Isn't this a racing podcast? Yeah, it's supposed okay. to be. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is why I don't do... This is why I don't use social media anymore to, to like, uh, promote... To do anything more yeah. than promote what I do, basically. I will tell a funny joke, but pro- someone will probably get offended by it, and, <laughs> and I'll lose my job. But then... Um, I just do like the podcast and my YouTube stuff. And then those, I just, I try to skirt the topic as much as possible. But when we're destroying each other from within to create a fucking story to click on your website, come on. Like, are you fucking serious right now? Cover the news, not make the news. That's gonzo journalism. Yeah. I don't agree with gonzo journalism. Me neither, because it's very, uh, when you put yourself as part of the story in your own little and your because it's Gonzo journalism is a very non object is a non objective personalized view personality based view of what the story is you're inserting yourself into the story basically yeah which happens kind of a lot in this situation and, but, uh, but it's a den- it's, it's no matter what you do he's going to be an entity that you have to have to deal with but. And anybody who listens to this show knows that we don't pick on the guy, like, ever. You know Uh, what I mean? We don't pick on him, like, ever. Right. Even though there's ample opportunity. Well, we're not the only... No, there's ample opportunity. Muffy's not the only one that's had the brunt of it, so... Uh, No, no, no. There's been other people that he's gone after. Not not Muffy, but there's other people that Sean's gone after and written stories about or done. And he's backed himself into a corner with, like some female racer I forgot, and, like, he said, well, this is an opinion piece. Like, he hid behind the opinion piece thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And had some fancy way of trying to defend himself, and it's like, well, you can take responsibility for what you said. You typed it and hit send. So, (laughs) you know, I don't know. But anyway, um, like I said, we never go after Race Day CT, but today we did because what did that accomplish? You know, it didn't do anything. Like you just you tried to force your own idea of morality like a good little liberal, and instead of covering news of racing, you tried to create news of racing. No one gave a shit, and everybody's still friends with Muffy. I still like the guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody t- didn't talk about the fifty other guys who shared that fucking meme. And you know what? The, you know what that meme was? I don't either. I don't fucking remember because I don't care. I moved on. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't get don't go to the comment section, Jess. Jesus Christ, don't go there. <laughs> you just anger yourself. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> wow, we really are trimming the fat on these shows. Huh? I only got new Smyrna results left, and then we're uh, pretty much done. Well, we got the Daytona 500, maybe. Oh yeah, we can preview that because that's coming up this week. All right, so uh, yeah, with some stuff happened at New Smyrna on Friday. I'll just buzz through some highlights. That does that kid like eight? The whole Jesus Christ. He looks like my kid, except my kid Jesus looks a little Christ. bit better. <laughs> he looks like Ty Gibbs. 
Is this kid's name? All right, we're looking <laughs> at a little new, older than Ty Kibbs. We're watching New Smyrna, and the 602 modified race just finished, and I don't even know who won. I think Catalano, one of the Catalano brood won. And um, what was that kid's name? Andrew Lewis finished third. Yeah, he's like eight. <laughs> How old hey, is that kid? Hey, slugger, good job out there in a fucking modified. <laughs> Let's go get ice cream, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm not giving the kids shit. I'm just saying, can well, we? It's not his fault. I mean, let's be honest. Um, and Phil would agree with me if he was here. Uh, you know what? We really <laughs> got to call him to see if he's available. I think. Yeah. Uh, I he know. said, at eight thirty-four, going to food in should be in truck going to food in thirty minutes. I'll call then. We might be done by then, bro. Yeah, we might be done. <laughs> he can call into the show for next week. Uh, he'll be here next week. I'm yeah. sure of that because New Smyrna will be over. Uh, let's see. All right. So, yeah, that kid looked like he was ten. Yeah, there's a lot of them that are that look like they're ten. They're... And I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna put this analogy. What do you think? When I go to a baseball game, I don't want to see a bunch of little leaguers in expensive uh, equipment playing at Yankee Stadium. I don't want to watch that. You know. Like I said before, I think I, I forgot like to. Fi- I think I forgot to finish my anecdote. But Phil and I are both in agreement that racing is an adult sport. I don't want to watch kids. I don't want to participate in. I don't want to play little league on a little league field. The thing is, is I you know, think in racing, I don't want to do that. Racing has the potential to really hurt you, like bad. Yeah. And I don't want to see kids get hurt, especially as a parent and especially as a human being. I don't want to race against the kid, and if I he don't goes off r- my front bumper and gets hurt, then how are you going to feel? I mean, I, I, with anybody, I don't want to get hurt. Right. But, well, some people, but but anybody, especially a little kid. I couldn't live with myself if I even hurt a kid on the racetrack. No, I couldn't do But, that. like, if you're not even fully developed, I mean, these kids aren't even fully developed, man. What if he hops a wheel and flies through the air and lands and, like, breaks his back at, like, 12? You know what I mean? It, it has the potential to stunt growth. It, it could ruin his whole fucking life. I know. I know my life. There's a lot of stunted growth, and I entered into it a little later <laughs> in life. <laughs> Everything hurts. Everything <laughs> hurts. I mean, I just don't. I, I don't like kids being in racing in full size cars. It just doesn't sit well with me. There's way too much margin for error here. Well, I mean, it just feels awkward watching children do what something should be an adult thing. It just it feels should, weird. It really should be an adult thing. That's why you couldn't race for a long time until you had your actual driver's license. It just feels. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I don't want to watch that kind of stuff, man. There's plenty of stuff down in the lower levels for you to hone your skills. And if you do, you know, go-kart and then do Legends cars and, you know, do all that stuff and work your way up, by the time you're 16, if you're still racing a Legends car, you probably got really good car control skills because they're twitchy and hard to drive. Yeah. Then when you get your driver's license... Go ahead and jump into a super late model or modified. I don't like anybody driving a license car. That's like fair. Things at yeah, all. they are kind of dangerous. But if you're racing on the open ovals at Atlanta or Charlotte or, you know, wherever for the summer shootout stuff, then yeah, I can. Lots see. of runoff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's that's lots fine. of runoff. I mean, I've seen a lot of those cages come in, but that's a freak thing. But it still happens. But I mean, yeah, let's. I really, I really agree. Racing, it should be an adult sport. I mean, you're looking at guys who can absolutely get it done past the age of 40. 
You know what I mean? And that leaves ample time for you when you're 18 to get up and move in. You know what I mean? Well, look what the Cars Tour did. Yeah, what did they do? They they opened it up to 12-year-olds, I think. Ugh. No. By the way, Cars Tour is going to be on Flow Racing for the full season, if you're interested, because I love late model stocks. They're cool. I like them. Uh, <laughs> Cars Tour age, 12? Oh, it was, yeah, they was 12. Yeah. And you see, if this is a really a free market, the market which will correct itself, and people kind of like me feeling kind of awkward like this, <sighs> ain't gonna really support it. And whether management the cars tour, which I believe is Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, and stuff. Yeah, those guys just bought into if it. If they, if they go, if they recognize the problem before the whole thing implodes, mm. then maybe people will catch on and and everything like that but yeah but in race other than that i don't want to watch the cars tour i don't want to watch a bunch of 12 year olds racing i don't think you're gonna see a ton of cars i don't think you're gonna see a ton of 12 year olds no racing, but there'll but be there'll be plenty there'll be a there, there's there's a lot of dumb parents out there yeah they just did their no uh they just did their icebreaker down at florence and uh kind of a lesser known guy ended up winning i forget who it was but i know dale jr's team did not have a great time i think they finished like 17th and 19th yeah like I think Junior was seventeenth. Like they were just not good. Not into it. By the way, if you have a Flow Racing subscription, you can watch uh, Stafford Thunder Road. Yeah. And um, there, numerous others. There's uh, rumors that a track around here might be streaming this season, but that has yet to be announced, and I am not announcing it because it's not official. So that's just a they're little, looking into it. They're we're look they're looking into it. We might be a part of it. We might not be. I'm not sure what the logistics of everything is going to be. But that might be coming. Again, this is very early in development. So I'll just leave that little nugget hanging out there for everybody. <laughs> it might happen. It might not. We're still you know, involved, but it might, might fizzle out for all I know. So we'll see. Um, not to get anybody's hopes up. Stay freaking tuned. Stay tuned, yes. Say. In Radio Land? Stay tuned. It might get interesting. Uh, let's see here. I got some new Smyrna results other than rain. Because <laughs> it rained both nights for the opening night. Uh, Derek Griffith from up here in uh, New England land, he won that sportsman race. And right when he was getting out of the car in victory lane, it started pouring rain. End of the night. <laughs> night ended. No more racing the whole rest of the night. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that sucks. Uh, Saturday, Phil was supposed to race the sportsman race on Saturday. And the forecast called for 70% chance of rain. Yeah. I We had a discussion. Isn't he still get, is he still getting over the coof? The coofid? The coofid, yeah. Yeah, he's getting over the coofid. By the way. That lingers, dude. We finally got the COVID. Yeah, we it finally only, got the COVID like, in off season. It took like three years for us to get it. I was out of work for two weeks. I was out for one because they made me. It was so awful. I, it, you know what? It affects people differently. My oh. kid, my wife, and I all had it at the same time. I'm also high risk. Jesse had it, and my mom had it. Like the whole family had it. I the, mean, the kid, he was out of school for a week with me. Kids bounce back quick, right? He, we didn't even know he had it. See, he was doing the normal shit, running up and down the hallway. Didn't care. Yeah. The only thing he had was maybe he had a fever one night. 
and a little cough. But he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm playing games. I'm you know watching shit on the computer, whatever. I'm fine. Yeah, kids are fine. And then me, I'm like, well, I had flu-like symptoms well, like for a day or two or three, yeah. and I didn't test positive for COVID. And I started to get over that. And then one night, I'm like, I can't smell. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. And then- I we, got the fever. We all tested for COVID, and we all had it. And so I'm like, well, okay, so it was kind of annoying. I kind of felt like tired and I had to cough, like my lungs tickled pretty bad, but I got over it like really quick. I was the high risk category. Yeah, and Jesse did not because have a good time. <laughs> it felt like triple pneumonia and the flu had a baby and it was a oh, but freaking demon, dude. But Jesse, if you weren't vaccinated, it could have been so much worse. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> prove that. I wish. <laughs> Fucking prove that. I I'm wish sorry. I died. I oh. wish I was. That's one of the greatest fallacies ever. You can't prove it, but they'll say it because it makes sense to them. It's called false dichotomies. <laughs> um, what what the, what the problem is is because unlike everybody else in the family that I got COVID, my the, there's a little phrase on my chart that says morbidly yeah. obese. I'm just at obese. And <laughs> that that's what really probably did me in the hardest because that sucked. It was, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Mom got it. She's a two-time cancer patient. Reigning champion, by the way. <laughs> yep. She's in Florida. She's out there for a month. She don't give a shit. Undefeated. She, she's fine. She's all right. Yeah, she's making it happen. Wife, she, you know, bounced back. I still don't have smell. It's Lucky been, you. It's been a month. I still can't smell nothing. I never lost taste. I still haven't gotten smell back. Oh, you're so lucky. You'd say that, but it's like... When I'm in the garage and my pants catch fire, oh, I can't yeah. I can't smell it. Can't smell danger. I can't smell danger. So if something smells like it's burning or if something is off in the corner on fire like a rag was today, uh I can't smell that. Usually I can smell really well. You see everything I smell is poop. So there's that. Yeah, if you come to my house it smells like poop. I have cats and a child. They poop all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm kidding. So anyway, so Phil's getting over it. One of the cats does poop like a human, as my wife just said. That's smoky. Oh, he's gross. He's gross, but lovable. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we were. There was one time. Pooped so bad, I thought our septic system failed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a valid. Oh my god. That's a valid concern. Oh. I don't want to think about cat poop well, right now. That's so, yeah, so gross. Phil missed all the action. All right. send. Oh, no, he didn't. He's ready. He's good. Send Phil a link. Actually, send me one, too, while you're at it. On Zoom? Yeah, send me a Zoom link on your Facebook Messenger. We'll get this going. Sorry, everybody. We're just kind of... Uh, How do I do this? I don't know. <laughs> just hit sign in with Google. Yeah, we don't edit these shows, by the way. We're just trying to work through it here. Oh. I have 10 minute ride to food. Okay. Working on it. Uh <laughs> Why is it asking you to verify your age? Like, no, no, what just hit it? Just hit it go. I don't care. Just create the damn account. <laughs> Maybe I should have started it. You want me to start it? We're going to have to edit this, I think. Welcome. Oh wait, we're in. No way. All right, new meeting. Sorry, everybody. I should be talking about New Smyrna, by the way. They they have the uh, modified tour race, which they... Uh, actually, no, this is tour-type modified race that they have going on. 
um, it's the second one of the week that's going on right now as we're recording. Um, Saturday night, again, Phil was supposed to come. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Just copy the invite link and go to Facebook Messenger and just send it through the message. Okay? You can even use mine. I don't even care. It doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even matter at this point. Uh, anyway. Um, Keep talking. I know. I'm working Dead air. It. Because we, it's not been dead air yet. We're just talking about <laughs> stuff that doesn't matter to people, like technical garbage. All right. So they had the NASCAR Whale and Modified Tour race, and I guess it was pretty decent. I missed, like, all of it. I think I fell asleep. Actually, uh, if Phil's going to join, why don't we... When they start at nine o'clock on a nine or nine thirty on a on a work night, it ain't happening, dude. Oh yeah, Friday nights. Yeah, yeah. Return to meeting. Oh, there's Phil. Oh, there's not my face. Join. Do you need Do you need one? Oh, I'm joining. I'm good. I'm not joining with audio. Is Can Phil- you hear me? Yeah. Yes, hey. <laughs> I, I tried to do earbuds. Earbuds don't work, so you're on truck. Oh, well, that works. But it's not a visual podcast anyway. Who cares? No, Mom, I care. <laughs> anyway, Phil is at New Smyrna. Uh, actually, he's leaving New Smyrna. Are you? Can you get out of New Smyrna? Yeah, I, we're they were an intermission between uh, the 602 shit show mods and tour mods, so we snuck out the back gate. Oh, they did open the gate for you. Yes. Oh, because yeah, they, they were they let you out between divisions. Awesome. So, all right. So, Phil, we were just about to talk about New Smyrna Saturday night, and I was just telling people about how we were discussing uh, whether or not you should race, and I figured I'd give you the floor. All I'm gonna say is I'm a genius. You. <laughs> I can... When when Phil is the voice of reason. I Everything think... should be upside down. I when, when the forecast is seventy five percent between one p.m. and midnight, uh, I decided to leave the trailer at home. Everything was loaded, car was ready to go, and I just said nope. Especially with eight hundred fifty dollars for a set of tires. I mean, I was there telling you not to go. <laughs> I said. I was it. already leaning towards it when I saw the forecast the night I loaded up. I was like, "Ugh, I just wasted <laughs> an entire evening doing this." Uh, okay, so I helped. Yeah. All right. At least, but at least I pushed them in the right direction. It's ready to go up to RFD and get the jack bolts replaced in the front end because they're stuck again. <laughs> Oops. Well, that's thirty-year-old dinosaur. So how has your experience been at New Smyrna? By the way, we did not play your song today because with... Uh, you weren't well, here. everybody knows where I am. Well, no, because we usually do the rating system, and you weren't here to rate it. I was going to have Jesse play just the regular one, but we we moved on from that, I think. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's been clusterfucky here. Is that they, uh, any different? They have more cars than they've probably had in 20 years here. They extended the pit area twice out into the beach, uh, a.k.a. the front parking lot. No kidding. Uh, we had the sportsmen parked out in the parking lot Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
We finally got the Super Late model moved out of the drainage ditch. That was pleasant. <laughs> Great. Hey, oh, I can't wait until there's a new manager in this place because it is such a complete fuck show from the minute you walk in. It's the most <laughs> disorganized disaster you've ever seen. I'm glad I'm not the only one swearing. I needed Phil to balance this out. I love this track so damn much, and it kills me how bad and poorly it's run. Have you seen like, how many freaking tour mods they have? Holy shit. I mean, on that's the, track the most at once. organized part of the whole thing. There's like 35 goddamn cars out there. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a That's shit way show. too many. No, that's perfect. No, it isn't. Anyway, Phil no, was talking. We had we had Paige Rogers, uh, who's a Rev Racing development driver. She was in uh, Daniel Webster's number one sportsman Friday and Saturday. She had good speed. Just she's lacking a little bit as far as seat time in those cars. If, if you haven't driven one of those at New Smyrna, it's very slot carish, hmm. and you got to be up on the wheel and hustle the shit out of it. You can't lay back and drive easy. It's, I don't know what I can compare it to that I've ever driven at Thompson. Act car? Even the act car at Thompson, you kind of like float it in and, and wait for it to turn. Here, right. you just pack it off into the corner, stand on the brake, step on the gas, and drive it off. It sounds like racing at Dillon. They're, <laughs> right. They're bound up because of so much arrow they're just naturally tight and tim sozio he he got fast time saturday after matthew green got dq'd for soaking tires i guess and weight um whoops and then the motors started breaking up in in both features actually friday towards the end thought we had a chance to go up there and win it with him and it just started skipping on the last restart and fell back to third i think and then saturday night did the same thing he started uh after the invert started third went to go three wide on the start because uh, the leader didn't go and it just broke up and he petered out and ended up finishing fourth mm. and then tonight we kind of had this car had never been to smarter week Daniel hasn't raced there in a while, so with the Super, just kind of used tonight as a test session, tried a couple different shock packages and bump packages to see what's going on. And the car was decent. Uh, Stuart Friesen is an absolute hack. He <laughs> chopped our nose off, then tried to wreck us, split us off all the way down the back stretch. Now I understand why he hasn't won more truck races. No. If he keep both hands on the wheel, maybe he'd be faster. Uh, well, yeah, apparently he wanted you to get out of the way. Well, William Byron didn't have no problem. Yeah. And William Byron, those Donnie Wilson cars are hooked up. Yeah, they are good-ass cars, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they changed the bumpers for every, like, William had a Chevy bumper on his tonight, because obviously he's a Chevy driver. When they have Toyota guys run the Wilson cars, they put Toyota bumpers on them. They got Ford motors. <laughs> What's funny about those guys is that they don't run the next-gen cars. They run the old ABC bodies. The new next-gen bodies get so tight. And tra- really? Crap. Well, I hope my internet didn't just shit out. 
<laughs> we seem to be experiencing technical difficulties. That's bad. Oh, he's kind of well. He's back. Can you hear me? Okay, I take it back. back now. Back yeah, I'm sorry. I think my internet just farted for a second. I think the wind blew the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> we had the pull finger somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just had to pull Grandpa's finger. So, yeah. yeah, now I'm on my way to Pup 44, a.k.a. the half wall for dinner. Perfect. Because well. we don't want to freeze at the racetrack all night. Why would you? You can watch it there. And they just you didn't want to sit around the burn barrels in the infield? <laughs> Get or the ones up by the officials? Well, yeah. they just shortened the field by three cars in the Tormod race, so uh, you got a little bit of a wait. <laughs> well, At the, least it wasn't like they did with the, the 602s. They wanted a bunch of them things up. Yeah, so with, with, with three cars wreck, how long does it take to get apart? A About half an hour? Uh, maybe 45 minutes. Okay. I do have to say this right now, because I know Paul Root listens and Stafford listens. Please, God, Stafford, can we put the SK lights on a four barrel on the F45 10-inch tire? <laughs> they put on such a goddamn good show. They really and do. And it puts the racing in the driver's hands. Ultimately, that's what you want to do is teach them how to drive. They're still going to handle good. Yeah, they're still going to handle good. It's a 10-inch tire, and it's very lightweight. Visually, it doesn't look a whole lot different when you have the right offset wheels on them. Yeah, put a 2-inch offset on them. Yeah, they look so close. Or even more. I don't know if they all go higher, but... (laughs) I I was walking through the pits, and I mean, obviously grew up up there, been around modified half my damn life at least. I couldn't tell at first until I really started getting close to looking at the cars. It's a, I mean, yeah, it's a good idea. You'll you'll learn more because the power to grip ratio is a lot lower in an SK light. Why don't you even it out with the SK? It's probably more on par with SKs if you put the four barrel and a ten inch F forty five on it. Right, and that's what they they try and cater that class to is bringing up new SK talent, right? I mean, yeah, it would it would give them a better feel at a lower speed, and they could walk into it much easier instead of running a an anemic six hundred two with a two barrel. Yeah, your foot, you're not learning anything with your foot on the floor the whole time. Yeah, and not hitting the brake. <laughs> you know, you just wad stuff up. Yeah. Well, it anyway. is what it is. They'll never change. Nah, they're stubborn for a reason, and it's worked out for them. Yeah, I mean, look at that, the limited late models. They're probably going to have 20 of them things this year. And yeah. It wasn't long ago we were talking shit, saying, oh, that division needs to go away. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, now I remember. What yeah. do we know? It was one we of the worst, and now it's one of the best. Well, like I just said, they're stubborn in all these ways, but it always works out for them. <laughs> yes. That's because Stafford is just the best racetrack in the entire country. I'm sorry. It's... Like, anybody who disagrees is... Idiot. It was the gold standard, and it's now even a level above gold standard at this point. What is that, platinum? Platinum standard? Yeah, it's now the platinum standard. I don't know. But anyway, you got any more news from New Smyrna? Uh, <laughs> nothing crazy. I have some stuff, but I can't talk about it because it's not publicly known just yet. But there will be a uh, certain cup driver of high status racing in the Evans Memorial on Friday. Is it, um, you can't Kyle, talk about it. Is it Kyle Larson? 
I can't say anything about who it might be or if it's Kyle Larson for sure or not. <laughs> All the mystery and intrigue on one episode. I dropped a bunch of mystery and Phil, intrigue. Now Phil's dropping the mystery and intrigue. If it's if it's Kyle Larson, can you do a quick shotgun of the beer on he camera? Have, he doesn't have one. Oh. <laughs> you won't be quote unquote my, saying it. My truck is beeping at me because I'm trying to back up. I, th- I thought it was a uh, radar detector or some Florida <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know, but about seven cops just went flying by, so that's entertaining. It's Florida. They're probably headed to the nearest trailer park to deal with another but, meth explosion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, go in and eat. All right, sir. This state, this state is something else. Can you see me now? Yeah, yeah. kind of. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Stay well, my friend. Very good. Have fun. Later, man. Bye. That was co-host Phil Jakes checking in from New Smyrna Beach, Florida, where he is on assignment with his team. They got, you know, sportsman cars and super late models and such, and they get to go have fun. And we are up here in, let's be honest, not very cold New England. It was cold for a couple days a couple weeks ago, but... It is like 50s. It's going to be in the 60s this week. Do you think I'm going to complain? Nope. That door's gotten opened in the dry, in the garage, and I am doing work almost outside. Don't have to shovel or plow heat. You know what sucks, though? Mud season started early. Yeah. That's mud season. I got to deal with freaking mud. Jesse kind of doesn't, but I really do. Okay, so we were at the NASCAR Wheeling Modified Tour race. Uh, Ronnie Silk held off Justin Bonsignor in a great battle at the end to win the first NASCAR Whalen modified race of the season. NASCAR's own Ben Kennedy was there on hand. Did you see the trophy, the 75th no. anniversary trophy? It was cool. I think it was like a replica of the one of the Red Byron trophies or something like that. It was really cool. Oh, neat. So it's classic. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, the Pro Late Model race was a usual shit show that night. Last year's champ, Michael Hine, found himself in the front stretch wall. Connor Jones won that mess. Uh, the sportsman race that Phil was supposed to take part in started. Then it rained again and rained out the entire night. So, yes, he was smart to not take the car two hours from home and spend $900 on stuff and maybe even more than that and then never use it. Well, did they just cancel it and not even going to do that? Oh, sorry. See you later. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> no wonder why you can't well, stand they, the they management have, down there. They have so many races. They I don't think they could just reschedule half of these, you know? Oh, God. All right. Sunday, 16-year-old William Swalich won the first super late model race that went green to checkered for once. Kid totally totally not paid his dues, or totally there on merit, just totally paid his dues. No, he's there on money because he's a kid. Yes. Uh, <laughs> paid a lot of dues. In all seriousness, I would do anything to drive a car that someone else pays for and pays to have someone else set up. Again, let's be honest. Racing is not a merit-based sport. It is a money-based sport. So let's get that idea out of our heads immediately. Unless the you know ec- the economic uh, tide changes for racing, that's just how it's going to be. All right, so uh, let's see here. <laughs> the Bang Banger race, Jess. You saw this one, the, four- the four-cylinder race. What do they call them? I don't even care. Um, and the Florida Mod races were boring, except for me making fun of the four-cylinder guys wearing hoodies under their fire suits. Not recommended, by the way. No, that uh, catches on. That's where the fire goes. Yeah, because you have a hood poking out, and the hood burns. 
Um, yeah, it was like almost. By the way, it was almost sixty degrees out that night. It was like fifty-four degrees. Right. These guys were in hoodies and fire suits. I'd be in shorts. I would be in my normal, you know, racing gear because, uh, by the way, you don't get colder in a race car. No, that's the exhaust <laughs> on the floorboard is you pretty get, warm. You get much warmer in a race car. I don't care if you have no windows. You get warmer. Oh, don't do that. Okay, almost wrecked. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> you didn't want to hit the grass. Uh, pro late model race that night had a nice battle between eventual winner Connor Jones and Katie Hedinger. Uh, a battle of more teenagers not old enough to have a driver's license. Fetuses. Fetuses. Actual fetuses. Uh, I think they were like 15, 14 and 15 or 15 and 16 or something like that. They just got out of daycare. Yeah, pretty much. They're still wet behind the ears. The doctor hadn't dried them off yet. Yeah. 602 mods wadded them up right off the bat. They did, they damaged the infield fence like they had to do the catch fence. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that warranted repairs. By the way, Evan Rogelski took the lead from Trevor Catalano and was headed for victory when the caution flew with a half a, half a lap to go for a stranded car on the front stretch. I know I wasn't going to recap these races, but I kind of have to right now um, to tell you this. When the caution flew, Rigelski had the lead that he battled hard for, right, to get by Catalano. On the restart for a green-white checkered, he committed the cardinal sin of our show. Never start on the outside if you're the leader. Don't take the top. Especially at New Smyrna. He took the top, giving Catalano the outside or the inside on the restart. And he was immediately able to put Rogelski on defense and, ev- and, and yeah, eventually won. By he won by he did win he didn't ride him, you know, to the no, to the beach or he anything. Run, he didn't run him out, but he, yeah, he didn't run him run him up to the beach or nothing, but, but uh the outside wasn't exactly the preferred lane. No. Because guess where no, Rigelski he, he gave him the win. Guess where Rogelski passed Catalano? On the bottom. On the bottom. And he gave him <laughs> the bottom. The bottom. <laughs> why would you do Even that? if you make the pass on the bottom, why would you give that away? Never put yourself on defense. <laughs> he put himself on defense. They go off, and guess who now has the preferred line? Because he thought the moment. It's like would going win into out. a gunfight and handing your enemy the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like pulling a gun on a guy and be like, oh, this isn't fair. Here, you have a gun. <laughs> you have one. You have one. You need one, too. <laughs> Let me load it for you. <laughs> no, you, you cock it like this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. Now point it. <laughs> no, no, at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So he put himself on defense, and Catalano made him pay for it. And I believe Catalano won again tonight. But, um, yeah, kid, you had it won. <laughs> you did. That's too bad. But we all have, that's where you got, you got to learn that. I mean, we're all going to have to we, learn. Hey, we keep trying to do God's work and teaching these no kids one, a lesson on the show. Not everybody listens to the show. Yeah, so. well, guess what? Now they're going to have to know by doing instead. <laughs> Stay on the bottom. The last person that gave me the bottom on a restart, I won the race. Yeah. <laughs> okay? No. Don't take the bot. I've the made top. that mistake before and wanted to stab myself. Yeah. The only time I take the top on the restart is if Jesse's behind me. There you go. I will push. Because he will let me back in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and vice versa. That will happen. Okay. I am out of notes for this week. Do you have anything else to talk about? I'm sure I skipped a ton of crap. Well, we could we could say, hey, firefighter this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. No practice. Why no nothing. Why don't they practice? 
30 minutes. That's all they need. I don't know, but I think... Make I sure think, the tires don't blow I out. think the no practice gives the veterans an edge because they have all the experience. So maybe that's part of the team's uh count the team council bargaining or whatever you know the ones that created the whole charter thing so uh, maybe that's part of the deal i don't know it's kind of something they put in post covid but it gives them experience so i don't know if this is going to make the race more that guy ran over the choose line uh, by the way short tracks throw the fucking choose line away well leader big, big tracks too no anybody yeah. leader can take which line they want, everybody else just lines up normal. The, Don't yeah, care. They're going to have to choose at Daytona, too. Stupid. It's such a gimmick. It, it really is. is. I don't like gimmicks. I mean, Dirt Tracks did it, but it, it, that's They a, have two lanes. They have two legitimate lanes. You can be a bottom feeder or, 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 or a, cushion a cushion runner. Yeah. So they'd have two definite bottom and not uh, Asphalt, you don't do that. Yeah. So... So yeah, so uh, with the lack of practice, is this going to make everybody be less aggressive and more cautious? Do you think, or is it going to be everybody upside down and on fire? That's really kind of a moot point. I think you're just gonna. It depends on how the face of the moon is, honestly. <laughs> or does I'm not it into astrology or I don't, astronomy? But. I, yeah, because I don't know if people are going to be more cautious during the race because they're still trying to feel out the whole drafting thing. They're not going to be quite as comfortable yet. They're going to knock the rust off. Or are people just going to stick it in the middle of their three wide and no fucks given? In the Cup Series? Yeah. They'll they'll be cautious. You, you think so? Everywhere else, no. <laughs> Trucks and Xfinity, they'll have practice though. Arca. They have practice. It doesn't matter. They're still going to stick yeah. it in there. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're yeah. I think everybody's dead where they stand. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is ridiculous to even think otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, Stay qualifying on Wednesday. Wednesday. By the way, they announced that all tickets for Daytona have sold out for the eighth straight year, including camping in in the infield. Yep. Uh, which is no big feat to me because I remember when they did it like thirty years in a row. Yeah. And they used to sell out a year in advance. Right. Not the week it before. Yeah, and yeah. they didn't, you know, they, you know, they took all the backstretch seats out, but they put them back on the front stretch. I think so. You know, they probably have the same seating capacity as they used to, but let's be fair, it's the Daytona 500. You should be selling these out. And I'm really sick. I'm just going to go on it right now. I'm going to say I'm really sick of pundits, especially contrarians, saying we are contrarians. We though. not are we're not as bad at contrarians as some people in racing, especially local people. Um, who basically will d- deny it just because. But um, selling out a race after taking half the seats out is not selling out the race <laughs> like it used to, okay? If I've got a row in front of me where I can now have a cup holder where they used to be seats, that's not really selling it out. That's selling out at reduced value, basically. Anyway, uh, I, I what else? Is there anything else? I don't even remember. Well, there's going to be six drivers trying to race their way into the Daytona 500. And that's been a big question of the week. It's who's going to get in and who's going to get out. Uh, who's not going to make it? Uh, uh, the six drivers are going to be Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana, Connor Daly, Chandler Smith, Zane Smith, and Austin Hill. J.J. Ailey was entered, but now he's not entered anymore. Is, did you say Jimmy Johnson? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. He has to race his way in? Yeah, he has to race his way in. They did away from the champ. Remember when they used to have champions provisionals? Yeah, they did away with that a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah, figured. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So he has to race his way in. Um, you know what we didn't touch on? So who do you think is going to make it? Jimmy. God, you can't not have him. Well, I mean, two people are going home. Who's not going to make it? Which, what's the drivers again? Jimmy, Travis Pastrana, who's driving for 2311. Connor uh, Daly, Chandler Smith, Zane Smith, no relation, I don't think, and Austin Hill. Uh, Chandler Smith and Connor Daly. Because okay. Connor Daly's car is not going to be good. It's that 50 car. Yeah. The Mayweather car. That's the one that couldn't steer last year. So it's like. Yeah, oh, that's, cool. that's that thing's probably going to be barely able to make it off pit road. Pastrana's in good equipment. He literally just won an IMSA mod race. He's got the bravery. He's brave enough to do it. He's done it in Xfinity. So he's. But will the NASCAR Mafia let him in? Um, you know what? I think that they don't have a choice. Yeah. See, I think I think Connor Daly and Jimmy Johnson are both going home. You know why I think Jimmy Johnson is going to go home? Because everybody is going to be upside down and on fire in the one twenty fives. And uh, I you think, think they're going to be idiots. I think they're all idiots. Well, I know, but more than usual. I mean, yes, usually, usually they're kind of not. Yes, I think they'll be idiots, and and through no fault of Jimmy Johnson's own, he'll be out. But that's just my prediction. It could be. Through no fault of his own, no, he's he's definitely a great driver. You know, it's we not, do you know what we way. did not mention? Stafford's SRX race. No, we haven't, but we still have time to enter that. I'm going to do it right now. Okay, I mean, like during the course of the year. Oh, but yeah. I know, but you know, we're the it's the first show back. You got to make people aware of it. This is kind of the end of the show. Yeah. Confirmed drivers Thursday, July thirteenth. Yes, Thursday. They're bringing back the Thursday night thunder kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be on ESPN as well, right? Or a new network at least. Yeah, ESPN. Yeah, ESPN, and they're going to kind of revive this thing. Um, confirmed drivers for the SRX race at Stafford, July thirteenth, Thursday. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, Brad Keselowski. Haley Deegan, Ryan Newman, Bobby Labonte, more to be announced. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, Let's see here. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good team. Danny Hamlin, three-time Daytona 500 winner. Brad Keselowski, he's a champion. I think he – did he win the 500? I believe Newman, so. Newman definitely he's, did. Yes. Labonte's a champion. Harvick's a champion. He's won the 500. Um, Boyer's just a party. He's won races. <laughs> <laughs> Deegan's an up-and-comer, female driver. Uh, She'll be hungry. She has experience. It's going to be exciting, man. Yeah, and more to be named later. And and more to come. Which I'm sure, that I I hope they keep going with the the ringer thing. Yeah. Whoever wins, what is it, the the Sizzler? Specific race or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it gets to go into the the ride. I have not heard about that, but that could be I hope that happens. I hope hope so, too. That'll be awesome. I don't know. That could be a thing. That'll be really cool to see. Yes, definitely. So get your tickets. I believe there are some still available. You can go to StaffordSpeedway.com. I believe it's Stafford Speed or Stafford Motor Speedway. Let me clarify that. I want to make sure it's correct. Link tree. Oh, they have a link tree. <laughs> Let's see here. Stafford Motor Speedway event info and tickets. StaffordMotorSpeedway.com. Jeez, how do I screw that up so badly? Uh, yep, StaffordMotorSpeedway.com. And if you want to get tickets, go to StaffordMotorSpeedway.com slash SRX. You can get tickets there online. It's nine. Oh, it is 9 p.m. live on ESPN. Camping is five, uh, 50 bucks, by the way, if you want to camp. Uh, they have they have 
you can subscribe to their email list for event and driver and ticket updates, et cetera, et cetera. It's more available on the website. They're not paying me to say that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how good the place is. They can get me to do it without actually paying me. Oh, you bastards. Anyway, okay, now are we done? I don't even know. I can't even well, remember. I think we are. All right, That's so good. I think, uh, what, 125s and stuff are on Thursday? Yep. Plus the ARCA race? I'm sure it's on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, f- or Friday. Truck race Friday, Xfinity Saturday, Cup race Sunday, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we'll be back for that next week, obviously. All right. End of the show. Streamlined episode. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. If you want to send us some feedback, you can send it to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com, or you can even have your voice heard on the show by going to anchor.fm slash Making Laps. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at BrentGleason01. You can even go and subscribe to my YouTube channel over yeah, at youtube.com slash BrentGleason. Easy to find. A lot of people like that YouTube channel. You know? A lot of people really do like the oh. YouTube channel. I really do a good job. I hear a lot of people come up to me and say, yeah, they, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So. Uh, you can find Phil at PJakes, P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, racing on all major platforms and such. I think he's even on YouTube as well. He just kind of posts some videos from racing. You, um, you can find me as the luckiest player of Pokemon cards in the world <laughs> on YouTube.com. No, he doesn't have a YouTube page. He's only eight. Well, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. People are trying to listen, boy. Let's be, let's be kind to the poor people with headphones on. Yes. All right. Jesse can be found under a rock. And on what? the show. Why does it gotta be under a rock? Why can't it be like? <laughs> okay, Jesse like, can be found in his cave. Am I a lizard? Am Wait. I, am I a salamander? Wait. Would you rather it be a cell? Wait. Uh, imagine <laughs> you could find Jesse under the rock, Johnson. Okay. Why don't we? No. <laughs> oh. Gross. Mr. Johnson, no. And boy, how do we end the show? Please make it nice. I really want you to just do it right. And you'll give me Pokemon cards? No, just do it nice and be a good person. I'm glad no one listens to this part. (laughs) We're waiting. Keep the dirt side down, Sailor Pets. Thank you for listening. Okay. (laughs) That's Mike fell on him. Thank you. All right. Smell you later. See you next time. Thank you very much. (laughs) 